For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. This show is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and its moon. That's right. We dove all the way to the bottom of the ocean, and we dove all the way into a spaceship and went to the moon on numerous occasions. And we learned that SeatGeek not only supplies the greatest tickets here on land and sea, but also the moon. And let me tell you why, because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket platforms and makes sure you are getting the most bang for your buck. You're getting the greatest ticket at the greatest price because you're the greatest human of all time because you're using the immaculate SeatGeek app. SeatGeek is easy to download, it's easy to search, and it's easy to make a uh, purchase. If you want to go see a comedy show, SeatGeek has tickets for you. You want to go see some theater, SeatGeek has tickets for you. NHL, NBA, anything happening in your world or our world, SeatGeek has tickets to it, and they have the best prices for the said tickets. Go to SeatGeek app right now, use promo code PAT, and get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Because you're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. Also, the time is now to get rid of tobacco. You chew, Ty? I do. You used to chew tobacco. I used to, yes. Now you choose an alternative that has the same texture, the same feel, the same spit, the same everything as tobacco, but without all the stuff right. that tobacco brings with it. Exactly. And it is from our friends at? Black Buffalo. Black Buffalo Let's is go. the incredible alternative to tobacco dipping. You keep the ritual, but ditch the tobacco with Black Buffalo. It's the only tobacco-free dip with nicotine that has everything you love, nothing you don't. If you haven't tried it, head over to blackbuffalo.com and use promo code APRIL for 25% off your first order. Follow at Black Buffalo Inc. on social because they make product announcements there and have some very exciting ones coming very 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 soon black buffalo is the only alternative that tobacco chewers have decided to turn to in my life and i'm mm -hmm. not just talking about in this office i'm talking about friends of mine in the nfl mm -hmm. i'm talking about friends of mine in the sports entertainment world black buffalo is the closest thing to real tobacco so that you can keep the ritual ditch the tobacco blackbuffalo.com use promo code april and get 25 percent off your first order the time is now ditch the tobacco and dip with black buffalo that's all you need to do. Change your life. Change your day. Go and change to Black Buffalo. Blackbuffalo.com. Promo code April. 25% off your first order. Hello. It is Tuesday, April 9th. And it actually is Tuesday, April 9th while we record this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the clock just struck midnight. We waited until the national championship was done with so we could give you all of our thoughts and opinions on the incredible run that Virginia won on. From losing to a 16 seed last year in the first round to becoming a national champion, mm -hmm. it's a true revenge tale, a fairy tale ending for a group of seniors that saw themselves get embarrassed in their largest moments just a year ago. Shout out to Virginia and the overhitting for your boy. Hey, good for you. For your boy. <laughs> 
Franklin Morota lost on a lot of his bets. <laughs> Yikes. A, a lot. I had one bet. Well, I thought you bet the under as well. No. <laughs> it means you lost 100% of your bets. There it is. <laughs> Connor with the facts. At Boston Connor, spelled weird on Twitter. At Viva Lazito is going to have a big show. We'll get to that. And I don't mean the giant wrestler. Hey, hey, a big show. Zito's about to have a large show. We'll dive into. Rest in peace, by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hell of a run. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace to the RV. We were on that RV for eight days, almost nine. Mm-hmm. Almost. In the final day, at its final stop, mm. it took its final turn. <laughs> it had its final day with a roof attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into that. Zito's not going to look great. At Nick Moraldo, how are you doing, Bob? I'm doing. I, I'm doing terrible. I was going to say I'm doing great. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I feel awful. It's very late. We've been on quite a run here. This is my first time. All of ours first day back in Indiana. Yeah. I got back at eight o'clock tonight. Turned on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Then we watched the national championship. Now I haven't even been back to my house yet <laughs> to see my dog or anything. I'm very excited for that. The cats. The cats have been meowing at me all day. I'm pretty oh. excited to go see them. <clears throat> but it's time to put together the greatest show that we've ever put together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We're going to cover all of the topics that should be covered. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Oh. At Ty Schmidt put together a list of things that I should talk about here. It's on a piece of paper. This doesn't normally happen, but here we are. There's a couple topics that we have to hit. And then as soon as we get through all the topical references, Ty Schmidt will lay out a story explaining <laughs> the death of... Of Road Trip Zeet. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh. At Evan Foxy put together some incredible videos. Look for those today on social media. Mm-hmm. We've been really having a good time. This road to WrestleMania that we went on was immaculate, man. We got a chance to really bond and get out there and have a good time. We had a blast. It ended with WrestleMania, obviously. The NXT TakeOver pre-show was a blast. The TakeOver thing is a blast. And then when I got on the internet on Friday night, late night, couldn't sleep, right? Uh, Moro Ronaldo, the Spanish announced team, and myself all hopped in an Uber after the takeover. <laughs> <laughs> drove back to the back to the hotel, and I was wide awake on Friday night after the NXT. Takeover. He held an Uber, right? Like he held it himself. Yeah, he held it. We're looking for an infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the infinity? <laughs> We're outside with all the fans. There's a Mama Mia chant happening. For those of you who don't know what that is, Moro Ronaldo is the play-by-play guy for NXT, WWE's NXT. He's also the play-by-play guy for basically any big combat sport event of all time. Floyd Mayweather, McGregor, he was there. You name it, he's called it. He's just a magician with his voice. And it echoes no matter where he is. <laughs> he's a fucking good guy. But we were running around in the rain trying to, trying to uh, what's that called? Hail? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flag Flag one down. Find the Uber that we're supposed to be in. It was a wild scene. We get back to the the hotel. I'm dead tired, right? We it was a long day at the arena. Those those tapings with the WWE are long days, man. You're just hanging out at an arena, just waiting around. You said it, man. You're just waiting around. You're just sitting there waiting around. There's a lot of passing time. I just imagine you don't have anything to do there. You're not allowed to leave. (laughs) I mean, you actually have shit to do. We were just like, well, all right, strap in. (laughs) (laughs) So do the show. Go back. Do the thing with uh, Moro and the Spanish announced team, which was they speak English, by the way. That was awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah, Good for yeah. them. Huh. Hey. 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 Good for them. I started checking the Twitter, man. Wrestling people hate me. I, I honestly, and I'm not saying this for a pity situation. I am not saying this for a pity situation. I have been very 
forthcoming and forthright that I'm not for everybody. I come in, mm-hmm. I come in very strong. I'm coming in. I'm going to be very confident no matter what. I, I know who I am. I'm always going to be. It. These wrestling fans hate me, man. And I have a nice little life on the internet. Like I enjoy the little community that we have created here on the internet. You know, right. I'll put out a tweet. If you don't like it, we're at the point where people just don't respond to me anymore. So it's like it's mostly a pretty positive little situation. People talk about the toxicity of Twitter. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. And I stare at my notifications all day. <laughs> it's a very positive time. Friday, late night, Saturday morning, about 1 a.m. I couldn't sleep after the WWE thing. I was getting a lot of hate in there from them wrestling what? fans. And, and it was it was bloggers, you know, a lot of tweets from bloggers. So they got like 5,000 followers, 6,000 followers. Mm-hmm. But I'm handcuffed because I'm not allowed to respond. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my biggest problem is that I was just getting pounded by these super nerds, like these people that I scrolled through their profiles and they did not want me to reply. I, I mean, I would have went off on a two, three tweet tangent that probably would have made them quit Twitter. But I did. I, I did. I did. I just, I just kept to myself and I just read it and I ate it. I'm like, man, these wrestling people hate me. Hey, keep your emotions off the internet. Hey, Antonio Brown said it best. I mean, Antonio Brown said it best. Keep yeah. your emotions off the internet. We will get to that. Uh, but then you, you go Saturday happened. It was a Hall of Fame. Uh, Bret Hart got attacked by a guy, obviously. <laughs> what, insane. A, what a moment. Got his ass beat. Hey. <laughs> Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's husband, almost beat his motherfucking ass into the ring. If you watch the tape back, Travis Brown, who's a mixed martial art fight, mixed martial artist, mm-hmm. badass of an individual. He's also six Big foot dude. six, yeah. six seven, yeah. with his goatee, and he wears shit kickers every single day. Like oh. it, whether you like Ronda Rousey as a uh, WWE character or not, or the way she was a fighter or whatever, she married a fucking animal. It, it, that couple right there, if they go to a couple's night and there's something that breaks off, everybody's dead. And they need to know <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown win in every single situation I can see. But he beat the guy into the ring. And that made me wonder. I wonder how many people are watching like, oh, this got to be a work. You know what I mean? Like we this, we oh, thought about I it. Thought it. I yeah, we thought sure. about it for a second. And, then, and I said to myself, like, why Brett, though? You yeah, know? Bret Hart would be the last one they would try to screw over again. Again, exactly. <laughs> again. So Travis Brown beats him in there, by the way. If you see it, it's like a, it's a, it was incredible. I think. But I think Travis Brown's over, by the, the way. The New Day was right after, though, right? Like, New they Day, like the they, came, they came flying in. Yeah, but the guy got his ass kicked, as he should have. I mean, streakers are a thing of the past. Just take it easy, bro. That's not about you. You hate the show, just tweet about it. You don't have to actually show up. Anyway, nobody wants to see you, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I found him on Twitter immediately, though. I knew who it was. Yeah. And I took a screenshot of his last tweet, and it was uh, with a picture. And he was standing upside down with the same hat on with clown makeup on. And he was tweeting at uh, Vince McMahon or Triple H like these obscenities, and I sent it to old, over. I sent it over to old Nikki tweets. I was like, "Yo, this is the guy." I think I was like, "I want to let you know, I did the detective work. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the cops I figured out who the guy is." He was like, "Yeah, he's in custody, man. Like we have, we know." Who he is. <laughs> so fast forward to Sunday, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the final day. Yeah. WrestleMania, big day, big day for everybody. Yep. We had been told on Friday that the RV potentially makes an appearance during the kickoff show of WrestleMania to showcase the people who are filing in mm-hmm. to MetLife parking lot to tailgate for the grandest stage of the mall, the biggest event of the year, WrestleMania. So what had to happen? The RV had to get to the stadium. What happened at the stadium? We'll talk about it in a minute. Let's talk about my WrestleMania day. Mm-hmm. I go over. I get. We have a bus at like 8.30. Ends up leaving a little bit later than that. We get over to the stadium. I hang around all day. I had a tux. I yep. had a tuxedo top. Good looking tux. Mm-hmm. We all saw the tuxedo top. I, mm-hmm. I got gorgeous. 
We've Amazing. told the story. It was me and six high schoolers getting their prom tuxes. <laughs> I got that tux for WrestleMania at the same goddamn Macy's. I had tuxedo shorts, by the way. I was told specifically, no jorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wear no pants. jorts. So I said, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not going to wear jorts. Not on WrestleMania. No. WrestleMania deserves a little bit more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Of course. So we took tuxedo pants, and what did we do? Made him tuxedo. Shorts. Shorts. Yeah. So the show is supposed to go live at 5 o'clock, the kickoff show for the uh, WrestleMania. Wrestle. On USA Network, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh. I had three little parts on the kickoff show. Very excited to be a part of that. Just a year ago, I was pumped just to be announced for the NXT pre-show. Now Michael Cole is putting me on the WrestleMania pre-show, which is a kickoff show, which is incredible. This is awesome. This One is year. In the you. middle of MetLife Stadium, 80,000 people there. Let's go. So we didn't have a... We had like five rehearsals scheduled. None of them happened until about 4.15, 45 minutes before then. I'd been sitting in Gorilla for about two, three hours at this point, just waiting for rehearsal to happen. Less than 10 feet away from Vince McMahon the entire time. Didn't say a single word. He looked busy. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't say anything. I was just sitting over there. We finally do the rehearsal. I come back in for the rehearsal, and it's Michael Cole on the phone panicking with um, the entire McMahon family in the gorilla. I believe there's a couple other superstars in there. Celebrities are in there. And I just start getting yelled at by Michael Cole in front of all these people. Like, you know, whenever you're a child in, like, the grocery store and you knock over everything and your mom, like, yells at you in front of everybody? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was oh, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor. It happens on a regular yeah, basis. four weeks ago. Yeah, that ha- Yep, exactly. That happened to me just a, couple, just a day ago, just yesterday, mm-hmm. by Michael Cole for wearing shorts. Um, he said, I told you no shorts. I said, you told me no shorts. He said, you look unprofessional. You look sloppy. He was like yelling at me in front of all these people that I've looked up to for so long. So I looked at Michael Cole. I said, they're tuxedo shorts, man. And he said, I, you can't, you look terrible. He, he, he was like yelling. He, real. This, was, this wasn't like a rib or like a gimmick. You could tell there was actual panic. I'd been wearing these, this, this outfit for 10 hours at this point. So mm-hmm. now we're 45 minutes before the show. That I feel like I could have been told earlier. And also potentially not getting yelled at in front of everybody else that's there. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So uh, I, I, I told Michael Cole, oh, okay. I gave him like an oh, okay. And then walked out of Gorilla. And then I walked back to where the watch along was happening, and I grabbed my bag, and I told uh, the digital guy, I said, hey, you can tell Michael Cole. Same thing that happened, by the way, with an old GM. Same thing that happened with an old GM. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You can tell Michael Cole to go fuck himself. I am leaving, right? I am not getting punked and yelled at like a child in front of everybody like that. You guys think I'm some schlub. You guys think I'm just a, This is a second job to me. I'm very lucky to be here, very excited to be here. But I'm not just going to get yelled at like I'm a fucking child in front of people. So the digital guy who had set up a five-hour watch-along show <laughs> was like, is there any way that we can maybe not have you leave right now? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't give a fuck about any of this. I'm not going to get punked like a little child in front of a bunch yeah. of people. He's like, I'll go talk to Vince McMahon. Okay? So this all happened in front of Vince McMahon, right, though? So I am i don't even know if he even realized it was happening because he has 4,000 things happening. He's got to set up a whole show. So digital guy just quarantines me basically in the back of the watch-along room. I call you guys, tell you, hey, I'm about to fuck you. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. We're ready to roll. I, I don't play these games. I, I don't... 
This is this is going to be the death of me. I said this a lot of times. It's going to be the death of me. If I feel like you've disrespected me, you might as well just be dead to me. It's just I I've been blocking people and unfriending people for a long time, and it doesn't take much. If I feel like you've slighted me at all, you fuck me once, you'll fuck me again. Is exactly how I look at it. If you've done it once, whenever I've done a lot for you, you're going to do it again, right? If if you even think you could do that, I have an issue with that. So he quarantines me in his back room. I took a picture of myself. It was the child's room. <laughs> Oh, it was man. like it Time was out. like it was like no it was in a MetLife Stadium like where the babysitters are like if the family if the player has a kid uh, yeah. they put him in this little kid I took a picture of myself because it was so ridiculous it was <laughs> there's like a pink playhouse was it like Legos and stuff Legos <laughs> pink playhouse there's like a couple like uh, uh, cradles and shit in there and I'm just sitting with my legs up on one like just threatened to walk out on WrestleMania and I'm like. <laughs> This is a joke. I take a selfie of me, like literally holding my hand up. Like, this is outrageous. I'll post that tomorrow, obviously. So digital guy texts me and says, I'm coming back. Don't move. We're 16 minutes before the kickoff show is supposed to go live on USA Network. I'm still fuming because I start thinking about it more and more. Yeah. So I just start thinking about it more and more and more. The Impractical Jokers oh. were there. Mm-hmm. I love the Impractical Jokers. Yeah. I, I watch them all the time. Akbar Baha Bia Mila. Mila. Be a Mila, you a couple vowels. American Ninja Warrior guy. Mm-hmm. He's there. He watches this happen. I mean, this is all happening. It was just in my head. I'm like, why? Why would you ever do that in front? Like, I feel like it's my job to potentially, like, you know make fun of people publicly, but I do it in a fun manner. I was getting scolded like I was an eight year old, and I'm like, I, I don't. Hey, hey. Hey, I don't fuck with that. I, mm-hmm. I don't play those mm-hmm. games. So I'm sitting in that little child's room, you know, just like about to throw a full temper tantrum, about to grab a diaper over here, and I got this shit just running through my head. Like, Russ, this is what I've always dreamed of. And here I'm, uh, yeah, you, Pat, you're not going to be no bitch. You're not going to sit here and just take it. You're going to walk out of here. You're not, there's no way you could just sit there and take that. And then I was like, yeah, it is WrestleMania, though. I mean, this is pretty cool. This is where you've been. And I'm like torn at this moment. I'm like, nah, man. You walked out on six mil because a guy fucking disrespected you. You're definitely going to walk out of WrestleMania <laughs> for this for sure. And then all of a sudden, digital guy and Michael Cole come back. Vince McMahon told them, and this is what I was told, that they showed him a picture of LeBron James wearing a short suit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Vince McMahon said, yeah, I'm hip. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess Vince said he loved it. Vince said he loved oh, it. He, and then the only issue was Vince asked where I was going to be. And they're like, oh, he's out here on the stage. Why is he on the stage? We're not showing the stage until. So they actually got in trouble. Oh, right? yeah. oh, so that whole situation actually flipped. And they ended up getting. So that's why if you watch the pre-show at all, our back was to the crowd. It wasn't originally supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be our back was to the, the big ass Tron. So we could talk about how big and massive and incredible that 4K Tron was, which was literally, it seemed like it might have been 100 yards wide. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how they do it, how they don't get a glitch. You know, like when your TV has like a little bit of a thing, they don't oh, have yeah. that. Oh, yeah, a couple dead pixels. Yes, mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me. So they come back. Michael Cole comes back, gives me one of the realest apologies. I've ever got in my entire life. He tells me, you know, it's been a long week. We're got a lot going on. I saw you. I thought this was going to ruin it for you, to be honest. He said, I thought he's, he like gave me like a real, mm-hmm. real stress speech. levels were high for everybody. That's there. fair. Well, and he told me that he thought I was going to ruin it for myself yeah. because he uh, wants me to do a lot with the WWE. He thought I was going to ruin it for Vince yeah. seeing me in shorts and being like, who is this? But instead, complete opposite. Vince it's also is, a nice pivot. 
Yeah, well, mm-hmm. what's that? On his part. Well, yeah, it is for sure. But it was. <laughs> well, you guys are friends. Well, that's too. probably what he was thinking because yeah. he did stress to me how important it was that this is going to be the first time Vince McMahon's going to see you on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, it was a high stressful situation, and I do think he did think that I might have ruined it for myself. So I took the apology. First time in my life I've ever looked at a guy right in his eye while he apologized me and been like. I mean, you definitely just punked me in front of a lot of people, but I can understand where you're coming from. And I thanked him for it, actually, for the apology. And at this point, we're 14 minutes away from showtime. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay, we got to get you fucking up to Gorilla because you got to get mic'd up. Uh, we're about to go live in, what, 14 minutes? That's a 10-minute walk from where we were to get to Gorilla. <laughs> so whenever you saw me go on for the first kickoff show hit, I had just gotten my thingies on probably 30 seconds before Ooh, that. Geez, probably 30 seconds before that. Just ready to go. Just, yep, lucky to be here. Bah, 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 bah. And in the back of my head, I'm like, what a fucking wild time to be alive here. <laughs> they was, gave you a nice pullout shot, too, so exactly. they could get the shorts oh, yeah. in there. And then WWE actually tweeted, yeah. business yeah, on top, party on the bottom. <laughs> Come on. They got, that's because backstage, it was quite a topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was uh, all those super wrestling people that hated me. They were like, Why is this jackass wearing shorts? And I'm like, if you only knew what all happened with these shorts, bub, you would have. I would back to that for a second. Those people will complain about anything. Vince McMahon could cure cancer, and they would be like, well, he didn't cure it our way, so it's not good enough for us. What's the quote? What's the quote? Motherfuckers can see me walk on water, and they would say it's because I couldn't swim. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's a real quote. But for me, I have a happy little life on the internet. I, you know, yeah. I have a happy little life. Hey, let's do a giveaway. Let's do some questions. Let's do some give and take. Let's have a good time here. Well, but then, man, those people come flying in from the top rope on me, bro. And I'm like, man, I really feel like you guys genuinely hate me. And I'm sorry. I am very sorry. But then I, in my head, I'm always like, man, there's other things you can do. But... I'm literally getting thrusted into their world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can understand. I mean, I'm like, I'm like kind of bouncing. Like, yeah, I am kind of getting thrown into your life here. But if they meet you in person, though, they'd be like, oh, you're the coolest guy ever, right? So the guy that whenever I did the, I did commentating at that NXT for an Adam Cole match with Velveteen Dream. And mm-hmm. there was a guy that actually asked for a picture with me. And then I watched him talk shit on Twitter about me to the other wrestling people. Yeah, like I remembered his face. And then I, he was like, I was standing right by him. He was terrible. And I was like, that guy was literally asking me for a picture on the way oh, out. So, it was, yeah, it was just uh, it's wild. But that's the wrestling world. You know, yeah. the wrestling world is that way. Sami Zayn just got an incredible promo about it last night, actually, just calling all the people out. It was really cool of him to do that. Then the watch along happened. So immediately after the kickoff show ends, I have to sprint to the watch along, which is a five hour show about to launch directly after all these things just happened. So, Jeez. I mean, it was quite a wild Sunday for me. Watch along five hour show. Incredibly <sighs> thankful for all the guests that came in. Great people. Very fun. Two and a half million viewers. No big deal. No big, nope. deal. No big <laughs> deal. By the way, two and a half million viewers is a lot of motherfucking viewers. Yep. Got a million views on the Road to WrestleMania video. Shout out to all the sponsors that didn't approve to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shout out to Natural Light, by the way, coming through for the goddamn watch along sponsorships. Come on. Hey, 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 Natural Light. Some good gimmicks they gave out too there. Yeah, WrestleMania was was a long show, but a great show. I mean, we broke the news that Brock and Seth was going first. Big show broke that on the watch along. You should have seen the panic on everybody in the room whenever we broke news that we're not supposed to do on there. Thought the show was gonna get turned off immediately, especially after what happened with the shorts. I mean, there was a lot of things going on, but Big it was Show a- farted too. Big Show farted on his way out. <laughs> Just cropped us all. He 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 was out the door and then came back and turned around. 
forced a fart out mm. and then walked out. <laughs> I really appreciated him for that. That guy, th- that guy doesn't like me either. He, we can, <laughs> <laughs> we can mark him in as the group that would send a tweet to me telling me to go play in traffic or whatever they were telling me to do. But that was my WrestleMania Sunday, and it was an honor to be a part of. WrestleMania Sunday is a good day. Whatever happens, happens. A lot of titles change. We interrupt this riveting conversation to tell you that every guy wants to last longer, but thinking about baseball doesn't always work. Nope. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer, better sex. Oh. Stop saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head. Stop counting backwards from 10. Stop counting ceiling tiles. Endurance in your back pocket, the quick way to take your time and make sex longer and better for you and your significant other. Roman swipes are convenient, over-the-counter wipes, clinically proven to help you last longer. They're effective, doctor-approved, easy to use, and fast-acting. Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, swipes are the real deal. Studies have shown up to a 340% increase in stamina after just three months of regular use. Roman swipes will ship to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet. What makes swipes better than all those creams and foams out there is the desensitizing effect will not transfer to your partner or numb you. And they're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, wipe it on your most sensitive areas, and wait a few minutes. That's it. And now it's showtime. Be your best. Do your best last longer with roman swipes keep roman swipes in your back pocket for longer better sex and get yours fast with free two-day shipping by visiting getroman.com forward slash indie that's getroman.com forward slash indie free two-day shipping you get that thing by the weekend this weekend you're gonna go ahead and bat a thousand you're gonna put on a show the best show when it's a long show from your friends at roman roman swipes GetRoman.com forward slash indie. Free two-day shipping. This weekend's the weekend you dominate while you fornicate. Let's go. Feel good about that. And obviously, I've referenced this a couple times. Mm -hmm. National championship game last night, I hit the trifecta. Yep. Mm -hmm. Big night. Three bets, one game. But just because the NCAA tournament is over doesn't mean gambling is over. No. The NHL playoffs are about to begin. Yep. NBA is happening. Yep. There's still reality TV. There's Masters. baseball. There's masters. There's politics. Everything in life is gambleable. Yeah. And your friends at MyBookie are the only place to gamble on the mat. At BetMyBookie on the social media handles will also respond to every single tweet or DM that they send, that you send. So not only are they the best book, they're the most interactive book. They have gambling for everything, and they'll respond to any of your gambling questions or queries. MyBookie.ag is the one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. And right now, if you use promo code PAT, you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. 50% bonus... On your first deposit, up to $1,000, thanks to your friends at mybookie.ag. Follow them at BetMyBookie and keep up to date with live lines. Maybe you get a little feel for something. You want to get a little antsy. MyBookie.ag is ready, whatever you are. My M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code PAT, 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. Gamble where we gamble. It's fun to do so. It's fun to win, especially when you're winning. MyBookie.ag's money. MyBookie.ag, promo code PAT, 50% bonus on your first deposit. Let's get back to this incredible conversation. We are a bunch of 
dum dums. We are a bunch of dum dums. But let's talk about what happened directly outside of WrestleMania in the MetLife parking lot, where a man named Jose Perez, Zito, Road Trip Zit, Heel Zit, whatever you refer to him as, made a boo boo. And I will let Ty Schmidt take it away from here. I sent out a tweet that said, attention, <laughs> the Roadhawks have been involved in quite an accident. <laughs> quite an accident. And what you're about to hear is a pretty expensive accident. And I think Ty will break it down. I was on the bus sitting near Corey Graves, Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. wow. AJ Styles, Baron Corbin. Phenomenal. Name drop, name drop, name drop. While that was happening, this was happening in the MetLife parking lot with the rest of the Roadhawks. So we get there about, I don't know what you guys say, probably like 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. MetLife Stadium. Yeah, MetLife Stadium. Ready to go. Just just looking for a place to to put the RV. And, And whenever you go to these types of places, you always run into like, you know, you got all these different guys with vests on, different color shirts, traffic. They tell you to go one way, you get to that area, that guy tells you to go back the other way. So we basically... They're all badge-heavy. Exactly, exactly. Everyone has a job. Everyone has a job. These people have been given a little bit of power for the first time in their entire lives. You've all seen them. They're at concerts, they're at stadiums. They're wearing a yellow shirt, yellow vest. Orange shirts is one of the ones that MetLife are wearing, I believe. It's just, they're the worst. These people aren't real cops, but for the moment, they think they are, and it's a terrible situation. Exactly. So... Not all of them are the worst. I'm sure there's some of you that do a great job barely so we we get there and we think we find like the the spot where we're supposed to be because again we're still assuming that the rv is going to be on the watch along it's like potentially 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 we we need to get this thing parked safely somewhere so we find an area we think that's going to be good The, the the guys tell us no you can't do that there's an rv lot down there take it down there by the way no cars in any of the parking no, lot. no no no, no, no. We, wide we, open yeah. completely empty parking the lot. only other trucks that were there were the wwe like tv trucks mm-hmm. also and, awkward though because we don't want to say we're with the wwe exactly uh-huh. spot. we're not because we're not yeah we're not see but like we're working in conjunction with them potentially maybe we were told we might get in the shot you know so we didn't want to say hey we're with the wwe we just wanted to say, foxy had his passes mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't want to get badge heavy to the badge heavy. No, yeah, exactly. right. right. Yeah, 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 okay. So we get up to this one spot, and then they base, they, they tell us, no, that, that's not going to work. Go back down and see those guys. So we end up swooping all the way around to near where we think is the loading dock. Okay. Which is where we assumed they dropped you off, where we're just going to pop in, go sit in, like, the watch-along room, you know, yep. until the watch-along starts, essentially. Yep. And what happens? So we're driving down there, and uh, this is probably w- about maybe 60 yards away from the front gates of MetLife Stadium. Yes. Maybe even less. Maybe even less. Who's this, driving? Uh, Zeet's driving. Okay. Road trip Zeet. Yeah, road trip mm-hmm. Zeet. Yep. And ahead of us is this, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if, um, like, it's where they bring the food in. We were told it was a hotel. It looked like a hotel. but it, It's like a clubhouse, rundown. I think it was called. Yeah. yeah. Lounge yeah. area, yeah. club. It, yeah, it was the club something. So anyway, it's got uh, it's got a clearance of probably hmm, fifteen feet or so. Oh, and, and what uh, happens? And this guy tells Z, "Yeah, hey, just follow that car right down that way." And so we're thinking, okay, no problem. A yellow shirt says a, yes. a, a yellow shirt says that. So Z moseys on down this way and just fucking play the clip. Yeah. In that moment, 
I think we all thought we were going to die. Play the clip. <laughs> Did you already play the clip? I was going to just insert it. Do you want to actually play it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I want to hear play, it. Yes. Play the clip. Yeah, play the clip. you just heard was Ooh. a RV that was clearly too tall for an awning that was hanging over and Zito was going so fast in that the entire RV ended up under the awning yep. and it wasn't until they were all the way under that Zito said oh I think we're stuck <laughs> and at that moment he puts it in reverse and rides back through all of it and that's when the this the piercing sound of metal oh. that you heard ripping through was Zito just double downing on the fuck up and tie you could we, we talked about it earlier. All of us felt like we were in like a, a trench in World War II. <laughs> yes. oh, there's just fucking soot oh. raining down. There's mangled metal dropping it, it was, through it holes was, in the roof. I will never oh, forget that. It was sound. terrible. Yeah, I put my hands <laughs> over my ears because first I thought Nick was gonna get crushed by the awning. So I was in the in the cabin up top where the bed is. <laughs> Above the driver's seat. Yeah. If that awning was literally six inches lower, I'm dead. My body is snapped and mangled and cracked into pieces. Can we talk about you guys took you just you just like tuna can the top of that thing, right? Oh, oh, we yeah. gave it a moonroof. So we so we back out. And we that- didn't do anything. <laughs> Zeet. Literally, light bulbs are falling. Uh, The ceiling is made of styrofoam. There's styrofoam dust falling everywhere. Ty stood up. He covered his ears. He stood up and he ran into the back of the RV and was looking at the sky like he was ready to jump out. I, I thought, see, because I thought Zeke hit the fucking corner of the awning. I thought the entire building was coming down. <laughs> so he backed. He backs out, and then we get a thousand. Di- you know, the paramedics oh show up, the cops show up, the fire department shows up. So at this time, they- while they're doing this, I am on the bus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am on the bus with the rest of the WWE <laughs> roster driving by. There's two fire trucks. There's a cop. There's paramedics. Mm-hmm. There's quite a scene. And we're just rolling by going into the, the fucking MetLife Stadium. And I get a Corey Graves. Is that your RV? <laughs> <laughs> So they, they blocked, the road hawks, Corey. <laughs> so they blocked me in, and I thought a part of me was just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna drive back to." <laughs> I just parked the car like that thing. I think was wrong. Yeah, yeah, the roof was missing. But the, yeah, they just blocked me in though, like I was a convict of we, some sort. We got a hundred different guys coming oh up saying, God. "Hey, who the fuck told you guys to drive down there?" <laughs> just so many. Hey, why, why the fuck did you guys drive underneath the awning? And Zeke just kept saying, like, "These fucking guys told me to." <laughs> Well, Z- Zito's one of the best ever. Him and Connor, one of the best ever at just deflecting blame. Oh God! So good. With a with a blocker and a glove side, they just deflect the blame like goddamn Tommy Barrasso. Hey, the good news was second time this week that it happened. So there was a what was it a bus? I believe oh, school it, bus. Oh, yeah. the school bus yeah. had already hit it earlier. Oh, so there was a precedent on what to do. Oh yeah, yep. but we oh, apparently we well Zeet has the record for most damage. <laughs> yeah, costs. I asked the guy. I mean, Ty has the quote. I asked the guy. I was like, hey. uh like, has this happened before? Like, is, has there any be, ever been one that's this bad? And Ty, I don't the know. Guy, if the guy said, hey, I'll tell you what, that's the furthest I've ever seen any vehicle get underneath that fucking awning. Look, the, look at the ladder on the back of the RVs almost fucking off. The satellite dish, the air conditioner, oh. all the anything you could think of that's on top, gone. Oh, the gone. cleanup gone. crew too. The cleanup crew that came to help out was just a cast so, of so At first, I mean, this... The air conditioning unit probably weighs like 250 pounds, and it's just laying up there. And we, you know, we're like, uh, "What should we do with this?" The guy's like, "Oh, it's a rental. You want to fucking take that with you? Trust me." So we tried lower, like putting it into like the lower compartment. This thing's fucking ten times too big. So eventually, he was like, "Yeah, actually, it's leaking a good deal of coolant. Why don't you just throw it down the fucking hill over there?" The damage is done. We look, we look over to the hill that he's talking about is the other side of the fence that the awning is sticking out on. The damage uh. is already done. Just throw that thing down the fucking hill. So the cops show up, and uh, obviously there are some things on the RV that probably shouldn't be on the RV. That's, yeah. Hold on. The Roadhogs travel heavy. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a text from Nick. That says, uh, call me when you can. And I never get that type of text from Nick, right? Call me when you can. And I go, what happened? Because I'm on that bus. And he goes, bad spot. (laughs) So I automatically assume, in my head, I automatically assume the RV is currently getting raided right now. (laughs) And any vitamins that are in there are getting wiped out. There was also some potential other stuff that Connor decided to pull in there, potentially. (laughs) Not nothing serious. No. That needs to be said. Nothing nothing that would cause any jail time, but definitely some things that would uh, raise some eyebrows, especially when you just crash into a fucking (laughs) building. So I text text him back, what happened? And he goes, low bridge, just lost the roof on the (laughs) RV. 
and I couldn't have laughed harder. That bus was so quiet. That bus was so, so quiet. And I just started fucking howling laughing, and I just responded, there's no other way for that trip to end. There's no oh, other man, way for no. the road that, that RV trip to end other than Zito taking the fucking roof off of it at MetLife Stadium <laughs> at WrestleMania. The road is a tough one to WrestleMania, but it turns out once you get there, that's when the real problems start. <laughs> it's when the real problems Dude, start. Dude, and we were shitting our pants. We thought you were going to fire us all, going to be so pissed. And then we look at the group chat, and you say, boys, the hashtag road to WrestleMania is not always a smooth one. <laughs> Somebody send the RV agreement to Phil. <laughs> and then in all caps, with a quote, we took the roof off at the MetLife. <laughs> and then after that, we were good. We were all positive. Everything was good. We needed that. Dude, I was sitting on that bus. Just I, was, I didn't even see any of the damage. I had no idea what had happened. <laughs> Just a simple text message of uh, Zito just took the roof off of the fucking RV just made me just cry laughing just so, so hard. And all I could think of was that Rick Ross song where he's like, I took the roof off at the red line. And I was like, we took the roof off at the mat line. That's all I could think of. These man. cops come over. They grab our IDs. They want to see oh, our yeah. IDs. And they go, yeah, oh. Yeah, how'd you guys weasel your way out of there? Uh, we got, vitamin a, we got yeah. a collection of guys here. Uh, what, what, do you got, what do you guys do? Uh, we go, oh, this guy's from Mass. Oh, yeah. well. It wasn't good. I knew I wasn't going to do well in Jersey. I knew it. Yeah, prof- the shadows of New York City, please. Hey, Let's stay with the <laughs> So uh, I heard, Connor, you just invited the cops onto the, bu- onto the RV. I well, I mean, the, the, way, most thing ever the way to life. be the least suspicious is to be the most most trustworthy. So, of course, <laughs> what I did was... Yeah, you're uh, the vitamin, you, sir. I, I actually... Uh, That's you know, a lamp, sir. There, there was... <laughs> Sir, there that, was, is, that is a lamp. It's the only lamp that's there, not broken. There's no light. <laughs> It's not a bomb. No, no, but uh, I mean, seriously, uh, there was a bag full of things, and it was the closest bag to the door because the first thing that they're going to search is the back of the bus. Johnny you know? Depp said it best. Johnny Depp said it best. Mm-hmm. You got to be the most unassuming person in yep. there. Yep, Boston George. You would never ever just welcome a, that cop knew that you would never ever just welcome him on there if there was a insane amount of vitamins on there to get a group of six men back from <laughs> from New York to shadows of New York City to Indianapolis for 10 days. What a magical moment that is for you, Connor. Yeah, yeah. they asked him where he was sitting. He goes, oh, yeah, you guys want to check out the RV? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, some of us were up here, but we got some beds in the back if you want to look at them. Oh, my God. So after they do some snooping, they talk to Zeke. Zeke, what was the damage done? Uh, from the police to you. So he basically said... Hold on, Zito is reading from notes right now. I went, I was, this, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen this. In, Zito knows that everything he says right now is going on the record, <laughs> and he is definitely being fined by PMI because once... We got a side angle, too. Finn oh, yeah. Balor just so happened to be in a car <laughs> with a guy named Dustin who works for WWE, and they saw the Roadhawk RV, and they saw what was happening, and they actually got a cell phone wide shot of Zito pulling into the awning, pulling again into it, and then back. We have an entire side shot. It looks as if it's like set up too good to be true. Can, can I say something about And that? I promise you it's not. So, And with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, as a person who had to drive that RV, it is very obvious that you are in a tall vehicle. If you see an awning, it, the first thing I thought of as the driver was, of course, Zito did it. 
Of course, Zito is the fucking one. Because there wasn't even a watching the video back from inside the RV. You're fucking about to sing. You're like about to sing a song, and then the whole fucking roof gets thawed. You didn't even think that there was a chance of the top getting hit, and that's why you're getting fined a substantial amount. So you better read from your motherfucking notes that, and this is going to be a pretty important little thing. To further that point home, I can't stress this enough. I'm laying in a bed above Zito, right above his head, above him. There's a whole nother human on top of him. He just Zito thinks in he's in his fucking Kia. Zito <laughs> thinks he's somehow in that shitbag Kia, just about to drive under the Kia would have cleared it. The Kia would have cleared it. <laughs> but I, I will say though, the the yellow shirts were um, harassing Finn Balor, but then they came to me, and then they were able to park. So but, I helped them out. And you were forced to go where you went. He was. You well, were forced. Let's be on. I mean, I don't know if you can really see it that well in the video. Zito hit that thing going about forty feet. <laughs> 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 oh, you had to fucking switch gears down. Okay, Zito, read from your notes that you have a prepared speech. All right, for. notes. Uh, nope, number two. No sign. No clearance sign there. There mm. should have been a clearance sign. I did see a lot of people True. potentially tweeting. I, my dad actually. Uh, I sent my dad the video. He started crying, laughing. And then <laughs> oh, he was, no. As a former truck driver, my dad said, always got to know your clearance. <laughs> <laughs> always got to know your clearance. So that's rule number one. But if they don't have a sign, what yeah. are you supposed to do? Get so, out and try to jump and touch yeah, it? Yeah, I can't do that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I basically was looking up. It was clear. You're eyeballing it. I was eyeballing it. And the guy said, follow that car. Okay, so, so you thought the guy in the yellow shirt with a little bit yeah. of power that was sending you in a direction, I bought it for you with the person in a, right above your head that could potentially die. Mm. So the guy who yells in that video, I didn't tell you to go there. He told me to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, so I don't know how to explain it. So the awning's there. There's one lane. There's two lanes on the opposite side. They have cones between the, the cars coming towards us and the cars going away. So you're, you had no other option. There was it? one lane, but that was blocked up by another person. So that other car that I was supposed to follow was the lane. Did the awning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Got it. So basically what happened there, after all this happened, all the yellow shirts disappeared, and they moved the cones back to two lanes, so they made it look like I was way more So in you're saying they rigged the scene of the crime? Yes, oh, yeah. 100%. It, it, it's on video, too. I think Evan got that part. I'm not I was sure. filming the whole thing. What did I say as soon as it happened? Yes. I said, make sure we get everything on film. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be on film because... In my mind, this is the greatest ending to the week that there could possibly yeah. be. I mean, this is a comedic this is a comedic crash. Sucks for the lady that rented us the RV. Yes. Oh, we are going to settle the score. With, we are going to settle oh, up with her because we are a fair bunch of people. Uh, we got insurance for it, obviously. We're going to help out as much as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Probably going to end up buying a thing, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's another option. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what we're talking about. So we're going to take care of that business. But for for me, I just wanted to make sure we if we were going to end up being, this is going to be much mightily expensive. We might as well have it all in film. You're saying that the yellow shirts rigged the scene afterwards to make you look like a dum-dum? There's a possibility I might be suing the yellow shirts. Oh, come back Ooh. around. Maybe we take MetLife. Maybe it's ZeetLife. Oh, I like that. <laughs> now we're I'll talking. put a roof on MetLife. Yeah, put a roof off at the red light. <laughs> the... Um, so they they dispersed after making you look. Yeah. Bad. So the cops showed up, and I look around to see, like, to look for the guy who told me to go. They're all gone. Evan was yelling at one because he happened to take his pass. This fucking guy. This is the guy, the same guy that told you to go through. Yes. So that guy took your pass. He took my pass, didn't give it back. And then I had to go over there, yell at him, get it back, because that's an important is pass. Is that on film? 
I might have been recording during the conversation. Now we're talking. I might have been. Now so I'm looking around, though. He's not there anymore. Every yellow shirt. Like, this was the busiest intersection of all time. This was, like, where all the may- like mayhem was. There was nothing else happening in the entire lot except no, for right here. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yes. there was no other cars. I guess this is, like, the lot for all, like, the, the talent to go and uh, the wrestlers and whatnot. So I'm looking around. The cop's, like, I was trying to explain to the cop, like, this guy. And I'm, like, looking around. No one's there. And I'm, like, shoot. And he was basically telling me it was supposed to be a $500 ticket. Because the cop was saying it? Yes, they they call it summons there. They don't call it tickets. They call it summons. So he was like, but I brought down at $85. But I was like, what do you mean? Like, it wasn't my fault. The guy told me to go. And the cop basically breaks it down. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, well, it was careless of you to go. (laughs) Yeah, but you didn't have to go 65. (laughs) (laughs) For those uh, listening at home, the little pop there after Zito tried to blame somebody else for that was me looking at him as if he was a fucking kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> when a guy who dropped out of high school is wearing a yellow shirt tells you to go into something that you clearly can't fit under and you just go, yeah, well, fuck, eat that dumb, dumb back there shit. I'll fucking hammer. Let's go flat on this thing. Throttle down. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing, guys? Jesus Christ. I fucking told you. <laughs> I think uh, we're stuck. <laughs> we play that video again one more time, please, just uh, so, so everybody can remember what we are referring to. Now that you've got a little background uh, into the situation there. You went in more. (laughs) So I was actually. Turtle Optimus, fucks. <laughs> I had to do it. So my first thought was the. Like, How are we looking? Fox <laughs> Fox is staring at the generator on the ground. Trich <laughs> is in World War II. Fox gives a look around. How are we looking out there, boys? Nick's like, wow, the roof just crashed on my fucking head. I, I think the only words that were uttered after, like in there, in the RV that didn't get picked up were me going, what the fuck, Z? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Hey, man. You guys, and I'm going to say this from a uh, perspective. Congratulations on surviving that. Oh, thank, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. You need to see the video. It's on our YouTube. It's on our social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to see the video just to see how much destruction this caused. Because <laughs> that sound you, you heard there 
was literally the bottom of that entire awning coming down through the <laughs> yeah, RV's oh roof, God. which was getting ripped off. And there's just five little soldiers sitting in there just getting <laughs> rained hail, basically, down on. And Zito... <laughs> Zito. Zito decided to go in even more and then all the way out. So I thought the damage was already done. Ah! <laughs> I thought I had enough clearance after everything fell off. You were going to forge the river? Yeah. <laughs> and that might have killed Nick if I would have kept going. Oh so after this happens, you know, they, they clean up. They clean up all the debris. They finally get us a parking lot to park in. We get parked. We get settled. By the way, the EMTs, the cops, the people that cleaned it up were actually all uh, really were, good. They were, they were right we were in and out of there within like 40 minutes. Yeah, good First responders, by the way, good people. Yeah, I, people. I actually asked. We're going to have to pay for that. We're going to have to pay for the first responders. We have not, which is good news. They have not billed us. That's great news. Mm. Let's just maybe not mention that. Which anymore. is crazy because when you do like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> you think you'd be around for longer than forty minutes. Jesus. Well, we even talked with a guy who walked by. He was like part of the security, not a security, but he was wearing like a red shirt, and he was just like shaking his head, walking oh, yeah. straight down. Some guy, <laughs> some guy, slick back hair, arm sleeve tattoo, his his orange red vest whatever it was walks by oh just shaking God. his head doesn't say a word shaking his head oh, and i think yeah. connor said something to him like how we doing buddy yeah. he goes, i was like what do you think huh oh that's that's the most amount of damage i've ever fucking seen <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what the wwf will be proud that's a, that's a lot of fucking destruction so we go and we park the RV in the parking lot where it's finally supposed to be. Everyone's tailgating around us. It's an awesome scene. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk to you. You're like, uh, we don't know what to do at this point. We really are at a loss. Like, well, you think we're still getting in? I don't know. And then you face Thomas and you're like, uh, well, did you guys uh, did you guys patch it up yet? We got to get back to Indy. And we're like, oh, well, you know, I guess we could take a shot at it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, we got to drive this fucking thing back. So we rip out some garbage bags. We climb onto the roof of the RV. <laughs> oh. We get some duct tape, and we start duct taping the garbage bags <laughs> to the holes in the roof of yeah. the RV. Meanwhile, everyone around us is tailgating, having a good time, yeah. drinking beers, throwing footballs, playing wrestling music. And everyone's just kind of casually glancing at the two of us idiots on top of this RV. Mm -hmm. And then uh, more yellow shirts. We made the convertible. <laughs> Don't worry about it. More yellow shirts, more security come by, and they keep yelling, hey, you guys got to get down from up there. Oh, yeah, and I was like, oh, no, uh, we actually, we, we damaged our RV. We got to patch it up. He goes, oh, you guys are the uh, guys from the audience? <laughs> you guys are my fucking heroes. Come on. <laughs> he just drives away. I was like, oh. yeah. You guys are fucking cult heroes over there. <laughs> They're going to be telling stories about you every Jets and Giants game. <laughs> hey, what did that security guy say at the first Jets tailgate? To the one uh, RV that was thinking about going underneath the awning, Ty. Hey, who the fuck told you guys to drive underneath there? What happened last time? Has anybody ever drove under here before? Yeah, the last time one of you guys came in here with the RV, you almost took the whole fucking thing down. <laughs> the best part is, I think uh, Mike Francesa, actually, the legendary oh, yeah, New York he broadcaster, <laughs> he heard. heard about this uh -huh. and he spoke about it. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we have the clip. Hold on. Let me pull it up. No fucking way. This is an honor. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, listen, I've spoken to the Roadhawks, okay? And um, they're okay. They're, they're fine. They're fine. They're okay. But um, the awning at MetLife Stadium, I mean, that thing is fucking destroyed, okay? okay. And gra granted, that thing is, is lower than it should be, okay? So I don't... I don't... Uh, you know, I don't really blame uh, Zito, okay? But, um, I mean, let's be honest, okay? The, the roof over there at MetLife, it, it's taken off the roof of a lot of RVs, okay? <laughs> Gr 
granted, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, the boys, the Roadhawks, didn't have their WrestleMania moment. Okay. <laughs> they were in that RV for about 16 hours. But listen, hey, listen. I mean, uh, you think uh, that's not going to bother them at all. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. They've been doing this for 25 years. Okay. And and they'll continue to do so. The Roadhawks are still number one. Okay. Okay. Tell I'm I'm glad they're okay. Ty, if you get a chance, tell him we said thank you for that. I will. I will. Him looking out for you guys like that. Even adding to your resume like that. 25 years of Mm -hmm. Roadhawkness. Yeah, exactly. He knows the road code. Uh, By the way, road codes. Very. One of the road codes, by the way. (laughs) I think maybe rule one of the road codes is. uh, God, know your clearance. <laughs> know your clearance, yeah. Know your clearance, that might be the number one road code. Should have had a spotter. I, I will say I should have had a spotter out there. Oh, man. Dude, and the amount we've been laughing just in this show, we did this at oh. least 15 to 20 times yesterday, crying of laughter. It was the only way to get through it. It was so I mean, fucking the, the, funny. These videos carried me home. I, we, we, granted, we had to drive this thing back. with the Immediately with after the, WrestleMania, by the way, the, the roofless RV. In the rain. The rain. <laughs> I FaceTimed uh, the boys when I was leaving WrestleMania. I was like, uh, what are you guys doing? And Connor was driving. And I was like, oh, my God, it's that bad. Connor's <laughs> driving. Like, everybody's scared to drive. Zito's been kicked out. And Zito goes, uh, I wasn't kicked out. I got the night shift. And I was like, what does that even mean? You're like, he goes, oh, we got to get home. Got to beat the rain out of here. <laughs> and it was down. It was a downpour at the great. Like there was no rain to beat. the The rain had already won. There was no rain chasing. And you guys left straight from WrestleMania, straight back to Indianapolis. What time did you get back? Mm, I don't know. It was like six, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so we got 15? at three in the morning. We got just outside of Pennsylvania. Well, because when you called after the show and you were like, "How's the? How are the uh, garbage bags holding up?" We were like, "Good. It's great. It's not. It's perfect." Uh, we had the lights off. Really, it was pouring down water into the middle of the RV. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we get back to the hotel and Zeke and I run upstairs and we just start raiding uh, towels from the hotel rooms. You You might have a charge. You might have a charge in your credit card. Well, that's why you guys said to me earlier that I haven't seen my room bill yet. Yeah, yeah, that was said to me earlier, and it was kind of just like uh, a throwaway comment. Now it all makes sense. So you guys took 14 to 15 different towels from the fucking nice place we're staying at. Uh, maybe like five, because the RV actually had a bunch of towels in it. Oh, yeah, we, so we stuffed them up in there and jammed them up in there well, as best we could. Too. And then uh, we said best wishes to Zeke and Connor. Yeah, because we had to drive from MetLife back to the hotel first and then leave from the hotel to go to India. And I, I mean, I don't even know where we got. I was just hoping the whole entire thing stayed together. Yeah, well, you guys made it. Uh, <laughs> Lady Hawk will never take another voyage. No. But you know what she did? She persevered after quite a scalping of a situation of hers. And uh, I've never been more proud of an RV than I am of, yeah. of the Lady Hawk. We were all saying, I, I will never forget uh, April 7th. Never. Never. Ever. never. Ever. I will remember that. That might be the last thing I think about on my death. Yeah. <laughs> One more laugh. Can we play it one more time here, Nick? Uh, and then we'll move on to some topical stuff. This also doesn't do it the sound justice of being I, inside. Hold on, hold on, Nick. Hold on, Nick. I would like you all to know that are listening that we will hold Zito accountable for yes. this. Mm-hmm. As you should. Don't you? Yes. <laughs> Zito is being fined a handsome amount mm. from PMI. Mm-hmm. Phil, who has not answered any of our calls today. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Phil! Connor's not exactly thrilled. Zito's not exactly thrilled with the fill. Uh, nobody's really thrilled with the fill at the moment. 
But Phil and I will have a conversation tomorrow after the dust settles a little bit, and we will tell Zito his exact fine amount that he will have. But I would assume that Zito is going to be doing car washes, uh, <laughs> the standard <laughs> fundraising things to raise this money back because you will be fined a substantial amount for this situation that you sped fucking hammer down. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal Lady Hawk into this situation outside MetLife Stadium. Forging the river here. Christ. Zito doesn't know how bad it is at this point. No idea. Let's keep I going. Think it's stuck. Stop. So after all that, the only eighty five dollars ticket summons so far. Summon, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have not chatted with the RV rental lady no. who is very hesitant to give us the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hesitant. And I did get an email after uh, Zito did notify her politely as he should. Okay, so Zito let her know that we could have potentially took the roof off, uh, and we will deal with that at another day. We will own up to what Zito did because mm-hmm. we yes. are uh, a team here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Small Zito business. will be punished heavily. Yeah, Hawks fly. Hawks are fly or die. You're about to say fly together. I heard that. Fly or die is not a bad. That's a road code too. I, yeah, I yeah. like that. Hey, fly or die. Fly bro. or die. You know what three is? And maybe that's like our. Uh, maybe that's shield? like our like shield thing. <laughs> fly or die. Fly or die. Oh, maybe yeah. yeah. We put the wings. Put the wings on. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zito, you're not a road hawk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I did throw my uh, I threw Road my pipe pigeon. into the Jersey River. <laughs> <laughs> did you have the pipe in when you crashed? No, that's why I needed it and I threw it away because uh, it didn't help me. So, Foxy, you said that you were recording all that because Zito was having so many interactions with these red shirts. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, there's a lot of loopholes to get through, and I was just like, something's going to be funny here, so I'm just going to record it, keep the camera on. I set it in the cup holder. And little Something did we was know. off did we with know. Zito in the morning because we all made a plan to <laughs> meet down in the lobby at 8 a.m. He didn't show up till about 8.30. He never said a word to anyone. He was very quiet, which is unlike Zito. He's usually very talkative. 
Well, you woke up on the wrong side of her bed? No, I just had a bad vibe. He did say it. He's like, I had a bad feeling all day today. <laughs> I know why, too, because he went to bed as he'll eat and he woke up as, you know, road trips eat. You had no idea who he was. You're lost to yourself. Yeah. Now we just know you're crash seat. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Take some pride in that. You may as well you may as well be Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> he did say before we left, I remember we talked about we were slightly worried that Zito might jackknife the thing on 70, but that his only concerns were busy cities and U-turns. parking garages. Oh, U-turns. I'm sorry. U-turns and parking garages. Yep. So the clearance was a concern of yours. It was. And it turned out to be a real one. It bit me in the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys it's later. Hey, in hindsight, Z, I probably would have tried to drive 75 through that thing. <laughs> 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 oh, poor Z. He, oh, he feels terrible. Oh, God. Yeah. And so, it was bad. Z, it was bad. Z, it sounded that last one where it clicked, oh, clicked, clicked. Like 10 <laughs> seconds afterwards, you hear the roof falling apart. After we, after, so Z and Evan left to go put it in this parking lot. And we were just like, me, Nick, and Connor were sitting on this bench, like, just get these guys the fuck away from us. Yeah. Like, who knows what's about to happen? And we all said, like, hey, Z is not in a great spot right now. Let's, let's take it easy on him. And then we just, we did what we just did now. For like 15 hours. <laughs> Zito's just been buried. Uh, that's why he's being fined. We'll figure that out after Phil answers a phone call. All right, let's get to some other stuff. Aaron Rodgers was buried this weekend in a Bleacher Report article that came out. A lot of uh, anonymous sources, a couple of real actual old teammates went on the record. But I don't know what the deal is right now. McCarthy, I think, is on a big PR campaign right mm-hmm. now. He went on a couple interviews, and I'm assuming he called all the dogs that he had in the back, uh, in the, ooh, what did I say, behind the scenes. Writers like, hey, is there any way you can write this to kind of spin this? Seems as if McCarthy could potentially be looking for another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anytime to do that, you kind of got to correct your image, and you got to bury whoever the other side is. Aaron Rodgers came out and said that it was all bullshit. Is that right, Ty? Yeah, pretty much. A, a big part of it was like, hey, listen, these guys that are shit on me it's the same guys every single time it's always greg jennings and jermichael finley and you know like three guys who either didn't mesh with him but rogers made those guys careers you know greg jennings didn't shit without aaron Rodgers, so he basically just said yeah like that guy who's a smear campaign he's trying to advance his career and all these like negative quotes you you're getting from these people are people who have had issues with me in the past and just keep bringing up this old dirt like never have anything new to say well it's just like polls right you can't trust any polls because you never know who's getting polled Mm -hmm. i mean if you were to go ask 100 people in indianapolis do you know who pat mcfee is uh 100 a hundred of them would say yes. Right. But you could say we polled a hundred people in America and a hundred people knew who Pat McAfee was, but those could all be people literally within a hundred foot radius of where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you poll, you same poll, you could say we polled a hundred people in America and you could ask people in Portland, Washington, California, and they'd say no. And you could say zero people out of a hundred people answered. That's why polls are such bullshit these days. And the same thing whenever you get an opinion on person. Everything has a spin that they want it to have. Everything is slighted in the direction that they want it and that's why we live in a woke society that's why i don't even think aaron Rodgers had to answer this by the way mm-hmm. although it was a talking point for a lot of people in a lot of shows like oh aaron Rodgers is a bad guy to be a teammate with lebron was kind of getting the same kick i mean anytime you're at the top of the world you're going to get things thrown at you and you're going to get judged and let's be honest these elite characters are interesting characters and to be elite you got to a be selfish because you got to care about yourself mostly throughout your entire life you got to and that selfishness also drives them to work harder than everybody mm-hmm. else because they wanna, they wanna be great. It looks makes them look out for themselves. I mean, Peyton Manning is 
known to throw a touchdown, throw the ball on the one yard line to pad some potential mm-hmm. touchdown stats. Him and Jeff Saturday got into a verbal altercation that was caught on mic'd up. But there's a reason why the greats are great, and most of it is because they're a little bit off. They're a little bit different, and obviously they're different because they're better than everybody else is at what they do. Aaron Rodgers falls into that category. When I talked to him, when he was both on this show mm-hmm. and whenever I was interviewing him for the Packers uh, Lions game, he was nothing but cordial and nice. Joe Philbin, who was his coach, left and then came back to be his coach again, said nothing but nice things. The people that worked for the Packers said nothing but nice things. Would any of them bury Aaron Rodgers to a member of the media? No, but I don't think they go out of their way to say nice things about Aaron Rodgers, which a lot of people have. So it's all in who you ask. Everything is all in who you ask, man. And I, I just think we need, to, we need to stop jumping on everybody's opinion because not everybody's opinion is always the most honest. Well, and I thought you would, you would know more about this than you know any of us, obviously, but wouldn't it be pretty easy then if like this was true and the guys did feel like that? Like current team, like all of his receivers and current teammates were the first ones to step up and be like, hey, this is bullshit. Like, you know... Yeah, I, I think. Well, also, there's current teammates, so they. Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, if, if you, you got to take everything, like if, those guys want the ball too. You know? Yeah, for, yeah. So for sure, for sure. It's just like if they win. By the way, if they go and win. None of this gets yep, talked about. Winning right. cures everything. Yep. It's just, but you could find somebody that I'm sure that hates Peyton Manning. You can find somebody I'm sure that hates Tom Brady. I hate Peyton Manning. It, no, but I'm saying is uh, you never played the fucking NFL. <laughs> you oh, you're talking about you like, just oh, you have to, you have yeah. to be, you have to have the, like as a teammate with, with the cleats. Uh, I'm, I'm look sure at AB. The situation with Antonio. Well, that's, I was about to pivot to that, but I'm assuming that there's somebody you could find for anybody that whenever one person has the ball in every situation, which is what a quarterback does, the people who their lives depend upon getting that ball, there's going to be some people that feel slighted. The coach screwed them. Mm-hmm. A quarterback screwed them. Front office screwed them. There's always reasons for why somebody didn't succeed, and normally it's hard to not blame yourself and blame other people, just like what Zeke did with the yellow shirt. <laughs> uh, speaking of of interesting situations the Antonio Brown situation has escalated into a nightmare status for the ABPR team also dream scenario for all Pittsburgh Steelers fans that have been saying this entire time get rid of them we don't need them get them out of the locker room and it tends to it tends to be situations on social media that have got Antonio Brown into his most pro, uh, most trouble uh, explain what happened on the internet for uh, Yins or Nick uh, so he took a shot at Juju kind of out of the blue um, basically saying you know someone tweeted at him uh a pittsburgh it was actually pittsburgh radio host bill crawford tweeted at him and he said all pittsburgh fans are still he retweeted it said pittsburgh fans are still salty go buy my raiders jersey uh then someone replied to that tweet with a picture of juju who was voted as the team mvp in the new orleans saints game last season uh ab then replied to that tweet quote tweeted that and kind of bashed juju saying or, or bashed everyone for loving juju and earlier in the day he had tweeted uh, keep your emotions off the internet. He said this himself. He follows that up with quote tweeting the MVP tweet of Juju saying emotion boy fumbled the whole postseason away in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list, referring to his previous four MVPs, team MVPs. Okay, so out of nowhere, Juju takes a ricochet shot because a Juju fan tweeted a picture of Juju to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, who was in the same wide receiver room, then goes on and buries Juju for his fumble that ended the game against the New Orleans Saints, right? Yes, Yes. and this is after Juju had come out and said nothing but love and respect for AB, You know, basically trying to distance himself from the city. Okay, so Pittsburgh fans have been... Been saying for a long time that Antonio Brown saw Juju's success 
was jealous, and that's why he got so angry. I always just said, no, that's not why Antonio Brown is mad. Antonio Brown gets angry whenever the quarterback, who's supposed to be the star of the team, the franchise, gets held to no standards at all. He goes on local radio shows and buries wide receivers, rookie wide receivers. So I thought Antonio Brown was actually mad because the Ben Roethlisberger was burying people in his room, where it turns out I was completely wrong. It was very much a still resent- a valued issue though that you bring up. It could be it, right. It could be he's a super teammate and is mad about Ben burying his teammates. But now it does appear that Antonio Brown is giving ammo to the people that said that he was resenting Juju for his success and his popularity, and that is why it all went down in Pittsburgh and he ended up in Oakland to begin with. Who knows how it all plays out and what really happened? But this is not good for the Antonio Brown PR. <laughs> firm so then he follows up today with an instagram post of a dm conversation between himself and juju from 2015 okay juju dms him as a young college student he's playing at usc and this is the exact picture he takes the quote of it says what's up ab i'm a receiver at the university of southern california i appreciate all your work you're a great man on and off the field do you have any tips that can help me take my game to the next level thanks man ab post that with a mic emoji and hashtag on to the next what does that mean? It makes zero sense what Antonio Brown is talking about. Juju Smith-Schuster reached out for his help. So this is just good for Juju. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big you time. Know, hey, maybe this is Antonio Brown being such a good teammate, just like wow. I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> hey. hey, just like I've been saying this whole time. He's like, you know what? Let's put over Juju. That's why in the wrestling business, putting over is basically making somebody look good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put over Juju in Pittsburgh by burying Juju and making him look like the good guy just so that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans will embrace him as the new number one guy just like they did for me for my first couple of years in Pittsburgh. What a great... Hey! Hey! hey. hey. How about Antonio Brown being guy. such a good guy, making Juju Smith-Schuster look like such a good guy like this? He didn't have to do it. He's in Oakland now. He's got a whole new team to worry about, mm-hmm. but he's always looking out for the younger receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. It's very nice of him. You know, I'm a little confused by your tactics right now, and I don't know if I like it. Well, I'm, I'm, it's not like we just figured it out. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's gassing up Juju Smith-Schuster. It's now Pittsburgh loves him it. even more. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, it's just like, hey, sometimes you got to burn the bridges behind mm-hmm. you so you have nowhere to retreat. That's exactly mm, what AB like did. That. He burned a bridge behind him so that uh, Juju could be on that bridge shining for Pittsburgh. It was the city of bridges, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is the city of bridges, yep. and yep. Antonio Brown could just kind of move. Yeah, AB can go on to the next one, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. This is very nice of Antonio Brown to do this. I, I, I don't think anybody else has mentioned how nice he is to making Juju look this good, but Juju's jersey is about to be top five jersey seller in uh, the entire NFL probably after this, if I had to guess. Thanks, well, AB. Juju's not blameless. He did lay a shot in there, too, before that Instagram post, which is what inspired he said, all I ever did was show that man love and respect from the moment I got to the league. I was genuinely happy for him when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract, and now he takes shots at me on social media. Crazy how big that ego got to be able to take shots at people who show you love. Okay, so That's a little bit of an ego shot there. But, hey, by the way, sometimes a baby face who gets put over by heels got to send another shot back to make sure people know that he's standing up for himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all know that this was a choreographed thing between AB and Juju. It's very nice of them to do that. Uh, also, another situation. What were you going to say, Zoo? Oh, so... Um I usually hate Twitter beefs because I never know the order. I think Twitter should like have a tab that puts them in order for you. The thread? Yeah, yeah. Like that. No, not even that because usually when they start <laughs> quoting, it gets it out of the thread. Am I right on this? Yeah, quote tweets do get it out of the thread. So right. I believe that Twitter should have a system or people that work over there should put them in order. 
in a tab. So that's called beef. Well, I think there's those Twitter moments, beef. Twitter moments, there where they swipe. You know, they have you those, are correct. those yeah. moments oh, where they, they swipe so that you can put it in. But it has to become a pretty large one for Twitter to make it a moment. But I, I think that is something they should try to do more of for the simpletons who crash RVs into awnings. <laughs> to be able to figure out. I feel that there's more people on this. In your defense, this was a little bit tricky because it was cross-platform. AB went on IG IG and Twitter. Keep it on one. Well, somebody should make a YouTube news. Oh, YouTube beef news. Oh, Beef Zeet. Who's got the beef? Zeet. Oh, yeah. Beef Zeet's back, baby. Hey, you got all the deets on the beef. Oh, I like this. Your friend Zeet. Yeah, there we go. I can make some money off that. Uh, That show will die uh, probably after episode two. Uh, I would assume you stop doing it after episode two. You just give up hope and uh, I'll stop. go to episode 10. I'll make a season. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Season uh, one. Yeah. Once MetLife comes after him for the 1.5 million they're owed. <laughs> Jesus. The MetLife massacre. <laughs> we're probably going to have to dump this entire thing off the podcast after today. Anyways, we're going to be filed a fucking lawsuit. <laughs> uh, Connor, you signed for that, though. It is uh, 100% in Connor's name. Uh, well, on the uh, that last piece of paper that you told me to send to Phil or whatever it was. Yeah. It is. It's all three of us because I wasn't actually. It's three? you. Technically, I hold on. Just tell me who the name. It's are. me, Jose Perez, and I don't know who that is. Whatever the lady is, her name is. So Pat McVie Inc is not involved. No, no, no. I use my I use my Gmail email because you got to you know, stay away. Mm-hmm. I, she doesn't have to know who what, who I work for. Well, Come she on. does now for sure. But Pat, <laughs> but my name is legally Pat Mike, This business is not legally involved to this RV at all. What's the only thing that this business is legally involved with? Well, is the- hey, we're gonna find out if old billionaire Z is a real thing or not. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. this is gonna you're gonna have to bear, bear <laughs> you're gonna have to bail out Southie Connor out of a situation potentially here because he's a co-signer on this situation. Well, I mean, hey, if we get into Southie Connor at gmail.com. <laughs> That lady, man, she didn't want to give you the keys. Either. Oh my god, she looked at us. She knew. Please take care of it. Uh, okay, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, more Pittsburgh Steelers drama. It still doesn't end somehow. Um, James Conner, Lev Bell had a magical moment on. By the way, Lev Bell released a minute uh, new rap oh, video, fire. music video, hmm. and he actually tweeted the question: "Is this fire flame or garbage basket?" Question mark. And the internet responded. In a very negative manner, <laughs> a lot of garbage basket answers, including other NFL players yes. that oh, yeah. Lev Bell did not appreciate. He basically said, yo, you were a real one. You would have just texted me. Uh, if you were a real friend, you would have just texted me. And then old Cuzzy responded like, well, none of your real friends let you know that these were, this was a trash bag before you put it out. <laughs> and it got a little dirty there. But Lev Bell said, hey, nothing but positive vibes. Yeah. Lev Bell has very much been a nothing but positive vibes guy. He let his agent do all the talking whenever he was sitting out and doing everything like that he was just on a jet ski wrapping around having a time of his life and james connor uh university of pittsburgh running back who's now pittsburgh Steeler running back he started last year in lev bell's absence he beat cancer he doesn't doesn't want everybody to know that he did he but he did i mean he beat cancer though i mean um outstanding citizen in pittsburgh very much beloved levy on bell great hair not loved uh nick had to get his haircut for uh james connor's hot start he had he sent a text 
out of nowhere to Lev Bell, it appears that Lev Bell did not tell him to do that. Basically saying like, hey, man, I appreciate everything you did for me. I appreciate the love you showed me. I appreciate the mentorship that you showed me and uh, nothing but positive vibes, basically. And Lev Bell was like, hey, I don't normally do this, but in the wake of me and, and Antonio Brown seemingly being tied at the hip in this whole situation, he wanted to distance, distance himself from that and show that, hey, I was a good teammate to uh, uh, James Conner into my room, which is... Hey, that's big for Lev Bell. He showed up at off-season mm-hmm. workouts for the Jets, too. Yep. This might be an entirely new chapter for Lev Bell. But I think all this drama helps out with Steelers fans in a Steelers locker room moving forward and saying, fuck everybody that we used to have here. It fucking better. I, I can't take any more of that. That franchise used to be the model franchise of consistency and, uh, you know, no excuses, no bullshit, no drama. And then they turned into the Kardashians of the NFL. Seriously. I think I'm going to be at the draft, by the way. Hey, now. Let's go. Right. Hey, now. We might have just broke some news. I may or may not be speaking at the draft. Hey, should we book at another the, RV at the NFL draft? It's at Nashville. I mean, that's something. It's. I don't think there's any bridges from here to there <laughs> or awnings. Or, I mean, now we have to get a, a permanent Lady Hawk too. We need a nest. Yeah, we, we need, need a we nest. Need, we need a ne- I think that's what the the hawk gods were trying to tell us that this ain't your home. No, nah, this isn't it. They got you here. It was the nice intro into the hawk world. But this isn't this the, is nesting. the nesting, the world. nesting world. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, so I'm going to be at the NFL draft. I believe third round. Let's go. Is when I will be in there. Big round. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't watch the draft, but I'm excited to be a part. I know none of the draft. Good round. James Conner, third round pick. Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, Russell Wilson. Oh, hey. You can hey, pull nice. some studs out of the third. Shane Leckler, I think, was a third rounder. I think oh. Shane Leckler. Was Kirk Cousins third round? Fourth. Mm-hmm. That fourth round will get you. Kirk Cousins, uh, very much beloved by America, Foxy found out. Hey, I didn't know that, by the way. I didn't know everyone hated Kirk Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the nicest guy in the entire universe. Is he? Yes, absolutely. He's like the model quarterback. He should be fucking teaching kindergarten somewhere. (laughs) Model quarterback. quarterback. As in as a person and a leader and a teammate. Setting setting the example. Does he? I don't know. You like that? He's got good speeches beforehand. Does he? Not yeah. good enough for Michigan State in the Final Four. Ooh. And I, I didn't get that either. Why was everyone up in arms like, oh, Michigan State picked Kirk Cousins? Yeah, it's in Minnesota, and he went to Michigan State. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever go through Michigan State. It makes a lot of sense to me. Well, you Michigan State people are upside down. I mean, we know that. But <laughs> good run by uh, Michigan State and Tom Izzo. It was. Incredible run by Virginia. Very proud of them. Uh, WrestleMania was incredible. The national championship was awesome. I hit the trifecta, by the way. First half over, whole game over, Virginia money line. AO made some money, no big deal. Had a blast with it. And uh, we want to. How's hockey doing? Hockey playoffs this week, Wednesday night. Playoffs kick off. So the NHL starts this week? Yeah. For you guys, yeah. Yes. Yes. Welcome to the party, boys. Let's go, Bruins. I'm cracking the whip on that bandwagon. Let's go. Uh, I, I rarely do this, but I will say, I mean, it's a big week here. NBA playoffs are also going to start on what, Friday? Saturday. 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 Mm-hmm. And then Game of Thrones, Sunday night. Ooh. And the Masters. Ooh. The Masters. Ooh. Huge week. What a week. I, I would like it to be known that we did have a hockey talk there, and Nick decided to pivot away from it. Whoa. So, yeah. 
Well, I got to save that. I got to save the good stuff for my show. Nick, I just want to let you know, Nick. I just want to let you know that I don't want to hear another one of your fucking fans telling me that we need more hockey talk because I just attempted to have it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I just tried my best. I just literally gave the entire ship right over there to Nick, and he'd go ahead and just move to a different pier real quick. It was just like, nope, let's talk about the NBA, he said. Didn't even plug his show, huh? Didn't even plug his that talk. I literally just did. I said, I got to save that stuff for the show. What show? What show? That's Hockey Talk Thursdays. Oh, oh good plug, good plug. There Probably going to do it twice a week in the playoffs. Actually. Ooh. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Something to think about. That's Hockey Talk, available on iTunes and Spotify and wherever podcasts are heard. There you go. I would like it to be known, though, for all you hockey fans out there with good lettuce and sticky mitts and all that oh. shit. I just tried to do a goddamn hockey talk on the show because the playoffs, hockey's starting. Season starts. Season starting. Yeah. And Nick just want, didn't want to do it. So let's let's go ahead and pivot. Foxy and I walked right past the Game of Thrones premiere. Oh, in, yeah. In oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Okay. There was an entire block shut down. We had to get from A to B, and that block just so happened to be in the middle of it. A lot of people, a lot of people that didn't speak English, mm-hmm. an entire crowd, police everywhere. And we're like, oh, something, something's happening. That's awesome. But Foxy and I were literally in a rush. Yeah. So we're like bebopping through like you would in a club, you know? And everybody's just looking one direction, like in awe. Eyes are open and everything like that. We're just like, excuse me, like coming through. We basically were in like the front two rows of everybody too, like pushing through, excuse me, excuse me. And then we turn to our right and it's this big ass Game of Thrones thing. And then a Game of Thrones bus comes by. I'm like, oh shit, let me take this photo for the Throners that we're about to literally go meet right now that wish they were probably standing right here. I take the photo and as I'm taking the photo, one of the cops goes, (laughs) Pat McAfee. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? Oh shit. Can I get a photo? I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? Ah, I'm a bunch of nerds, huh? <laughs> and he takes a photo with me, and I'm like, nice to meet you. And then we, we walk away. Foxy and I don't even talk about it. No. We do. We have a meeting or something, and we get with oh. you guys later. And like all the fucking news was like uh, Game of Thrones premiere in down New York oh, City, man. Foxy and I were like, oh, shit, we're front row. <laughs> we walked right in front of that bus. We were front row. We were less than seven feet away from that. We, if we just parked it there, I think we would have probably been on every television station in the world probably that thing is that game of thrones crowd it was an entire block was yeah. filled with human beings just it's packed. the best thing on tv since the moon landing yep whoa he said it wow and we did land on the moon you son of a and, bitch and we did <laughs> <laughs> one rule we landed on the moon yeah, yeah we did yeah, yeah. Uh, documentary. Uh, what was it? The Iron Throne, though. That was the the giant chair. Yeah, there was an Iron sorts. Throne. There was a bunch of this. There was a bunch mm-hmm. of that. The Game of Thrones bus was gold at one point. Ooh. It was huge. It was huge. I mean, you guys probably could have seen the premiere, though. Yeah, I'm you telling- guys were probably all the way in there. Well, that one cop, too, seemed to be like one of the head guys. <laughs> I think we could have got on the bus if we really wanted to, but we were like, oh, we got a meeting with this guy that's going to give us nothing, so we're going to go <laughs> We got to go talk about- uh- Hey, we, we got to go talk to nobody about nothing real quick. <laughs> that seems to be my life the last fucking four years. Or no, no, four months. Sorry. Been doing a lot of glad handing with people. Just these agents. You know- these yuppies. These yuppies. These agents. They're good people. I think they legitimately want the best for, for me and for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. But if I have to glad hand, if I have to go kiss the ring of another motherfucker that is just going to do absolutely nothing for us, I'm about done with it. I'm, this is, I'm, I'm fed up with it. 
We, what have we been waiting for? The Brinks truck. Yep. Yeah. We've been waiting for somebody to back the Brinks truck beep, up. Beep, 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 beep. beep. Be. You hear that? And just have us focus in one. Oh, watch out, watch out. There is a low roof here. Money's <laughs> <laughs> coming out. That's all we've been waiting for, though. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, we're ready to go to war for you, too. We do like 45 different things in this office very mm-hmm. well. It would be nice to have a little bit of a direction to go. In, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, every Seriously. day every day we wake up and there's a potential new thing we have to do, whether it's a new platform we have to learn how to work because an advertiser wants to do this, or we got a podcast, we got a live show, we got WWE content, we got commentating, we got broadcasting, we got an, we're an ad agency. We got every single day there's something new. So er, it seems as if a lot of people would like to talk to to me and to us to to do work with them, and it all ends up being a bunch of bullshit. They're all these old yuppies, old white people. They have no idea what we're doing. Mm-hmm. They've heard about the internet, but they don't know exactly how it works. And it's an hour conversation out of my life that normally is is a good conversation, genuine conversation, but nothing comes of it. So instead of walking fourteen blocks through all these throners and have to get there and sit there for an hour and do the whole thing, and then nothing comes of it. Literally, absolutely nothing comes of it. Nope. I've I've been through thirty of these meetings where just nothing comes from any of it. I'm done with it. But, I mean, we're. I did four more of those this weekend in New York City. With that being said. Because the next one could, could be the one. That's, yeah. And by the way, that is always how it's presented. It's like, this one's a real conversation. I'm like, oh, I bet. Oh. I bet. <laughs> and I will say today, I went into Spotify. I met oh. with a pretty, pretty high-ranking Spotify. There we go. They seem to really know what they're doing. I don't know if we're the exact demo that they're trying to dive into, but I was very impressed with the, the Spotify folks today. Their office was incredible. It might as well have been on top of uh, Statue of Liberty. They, 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 Spotify is doing it right. I don't know if we're what they're looking for exactly, but the meeting was very impressive, and I was very thankful that we put our stuff on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But most of these meetings have been with a bunch of fucking dum-dums, bro. And when I'm sitting across the table from these people who are these executives, I'm like, it gives me inspiration. I've talked about it on the show a lot. Whenever I talk to somebody who's very successful and very stupid, it makes me feel very good about our future. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very good. Yep. You know what I mean? And when we talk to somebody who's worth a few hundred million and they're just reciting things that we have already said, and I've said this to you guys, when you think of an idea that's already been thought of, but that idea is very successful and you didn't know that that idea existed, what's your brain doing? It's thinking of a very successful idea. Even though it's already happened, your brain is on the right path. Whenever I sit down at these meetings and we run literal intelligent circles around you, it, intellect circles around these human beings it feels very good and we're just waiting for that brink truck to come back but i'm sick of these motherfucking glad-handed operations i'm sick of it i i you can tell i gave up hope today i mean i literally showed up and this is the most relaxed thing i've ever worn in my entire life into a meeting mm-hmm. size 34 <laughs> jeans shorts on they're way too tight i got the engagement sleeveless hoodie that hasn't been washed since hawaii <laughs> because my lady took my bag home for me on the plane because i had to walk around new york city i mean it was I'm getting to the point where it's just like I walk in. I'm like, I know how this is going to go. We're going to talk for an hour. It's going to be an incredible conversation, and then there's going to be nothing on the backside of it. But that's why we're a small business, mm-hmm. yep. and we're an independent operation. Mm-hmm. Damn right. And, and we will stand our, on our own two feet. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And we will flap our own two wings. Oh, yeah. Fly or die. And we will fly, oh. or we will die. die. Oh! I'm happy that we just work for ourselves, by the way. These motherfuckers I talk to, if I was to work for them, I'd... I'd probably have to uh, get on top of that RV and have Zito drive on it. (laughs) 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 All right, that's the show. Uh, Good day. Tweet us, man. Tweet Zito. We got (laughs) to cheer him up. 
He's facing a substantial fine from mm. BMI. Mm. This is our first time finding anybody, so we're going to have to figure out the logistics of it. Zito's going to have to sell those little coupon books that <laughs> used to sell his kids. Yeah. Uh, car wash. Whatever you need to do, man. Yeah. You're going to have to figure it out because uh, you fucked the company. I did. Made the RV look a little better, though. Did you? Did you? Mm. Sun Why don't you tell the lady that tomorrow? Yeah. Why don't you tell the lady the that? The satellite dish is in the sink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the show. Ty Schmidt. Congratulations to Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. for them. That, yeah. I mean, that is an unbelievable turnaround. Good for them. It was uh, good for Texas Tech, too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Making a play there. Um, Good for me for winning my bets. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, good you for go. you. Good for me winning my bets. And good for you for choosing to listen to this show. You don't have to, but you choose to, and we thank you for it. Hashtag endgame. Hashtag endgame. Hashtag we took the roof off at the Met Life. <laughs> go ahead and uh, send your videos or GIFs uh, of what you think the scene inside of the RV was <laughs> while the roof was getting tore off by an awning at MetLife. Um Ty compared it to the trenches of World War II. Mm-hmm. He also compared it to something else off air that I told him he should not say into a microphone or in public yeah, ever again. Never, ever. Well, I, I said that in the RV. That's just for us. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just for us. That's in the nest. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrible situation. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there was a lot of panic. Nick thought he was potentially dead. Uh, so any gifts or videos of reenactments of what you think it was like inside the Zito Deathmobile, we will be very grateful for. And uh, if, if you make us laugh, some free merch is, is all yours. Mm-hmm. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. If Tyros and Crips all got along, they probably got me down by the end of the song. Seem like the whole city go against me. Every time I'm in the street, I hear jock, 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 jock. Jesus Christ. Is he the broke character? We're not done. Have an incredible Tuesday. We appreciate you so much. Heartland Radio 2.0 is tomorrow. Bro, 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 Brett's is tomorrow. And uh, the NHL playoffs start tomorrow night. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Cheers. Maybe, I guess, if Nick lets us. We'll see. Yeah, well, uh, he, he might just swing to the NBA again. NBA Cheers. talk. Cheers.